Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week I'm coming at you from our vacation in South Africa. Uh, We have been going on safaris and seeing a bunch of nature and just doing the whole vacationing thing, and I've been taking a much-needed break from painting every day. And I decided, because I get a little itchy if I don't at least do a little bit of work for a couple of weeks, I decided to take a day off and, or at least a day off from fun and just do a couple interviews, do our Artist Academy virtual meetup and get back to the art world for a second before I go back and gallivant off into Wonderland, which is South Africa. <laughs> and so this week's episode features France-based colored pencil artist, Sema Martin. In light of my current pregnancy, I asked Sema, a former podcast guest, to come chat with me about her recent adventures into motherhood, and selfishly, I am interested in her working motherhood experiences, especially because it's so recent. She has a six-month-old, meaning she's currently in the thick of the baby stages, and I want advice. (laughs) I'll likely interview several more new mama artists, so this is just the start of this mini motherhood series. And sorry, guys or people without kids or no interest in this subject, this might not be the episode for you. But for anyone curious as to what this type of art and parenting lifestyle is like, and anyone who has done this before, I think you'll really enjoy our chat all about art and babies. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Sema Martin. Hey there, I'm here with Seema Martin, and as some of you might remember, she was one of my first interviews on the Artist Academy podcast, so we're over two years ago, so now we're going to be catching up on all the things that she's been up to lately, and I'm going to get some mom advice from a new mother. Can you, hello, hello, can you speed or catch us up to speed on everything that you've been up to? Yes, hi, Andrea, it's so nice to see you again. Yeah, it's really lovely to be here and thank you again for asking me because it's been two years since we last spoke and we both have done so much in that time. So it's really nice to actually have a little catch up and just talk about what we've been up to and things like that. So yeah, I'm Sema Martin. Um, I'm from the UK, but I currently live in the French Riviera in Antibes. So I've moved since we last spoke (laughs) and I became an artist. I'm a former aerospace engineer for NASA. I became an artist in 2016 to pursue my love of art. And since then, in 2020, I published my book, Art is My Career, How to Start an Art Business. And then we spoke. (laughs) And so since then, I've moved to the Riviera, become a (laughs) mum. And I'm still pursuing my art career, which is going very well. That's awesome. And I am so excited for one to be on your same time zone right now. (laughs) I woke up this morning, like just so happy about that. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, so yeah, you've moved. So you've become a mom, which I love that. I love that you call it mom. (laughs) I think that's so cute. (laughs) Okay. So if anybody wants to really know a lot about Seema, just go, go back and listen to um, your first episode. I'm going to mark which number exactly that was in the notes. But what I really want to know 
is how you're integrating new motherhood with a newborn into your very busy business. So can you describe for us, for me, really, this is, and this is something I'm very curious about, like how was your workflow before your beautiful daughter came into the world? And then maybe oh, like you. as you, yeah, as you were pregnant, how did, how did that change? Because I am currently four and a half months and due in November. And so, so and then how... I know I was so excited. <laughs> and then how was it afterwards? So loaded question, lots of steps, but mm. I'm really curious. Since I'm like, having a baby, I'm like baby crazy now. I'm like, oh my God, everyone should have babies. It's so nice. <laughs> babies for everyone. So <laughs> I'm so excited. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. It's such an exciting journey. Like you're going to love it. Like it's, it's unlike anything you could imagine, I think. Because everyone tells you what it's like to be a mom or they tell you what it's like to be a parent. And, you know, you listen and you're like, okay, great. It's going to be good and fulfilling. You don't know it and you don't feel it until you're in it. And it's just, it's the best thing I've ever done. And I'm, I'm just so happy that I've got my lovely baby girl. It is just so nice. <laughs> anyway, so before having her, before getting pregnant, I've been a full-time artist since 2016. So that given me the opportunity to work, how to prioritize my time, how to prioritize my business, what I need to do well in my business, reaching my goals, that kind of thing. And when I wrote my book, I had a whole chapter dedicated to how to organize your time because it's super important. And now after having a child, like it's really, really important. But yeah, so I sort of learned how my brain works, what I like to do. So I'm a morning person. I liked working in the morning. So that's when I was most dedicated and did like the most time consuming work or the most work that needed, you know, your brain to figure out things like, you know, writing newsletters or doing PR or articles or anything like that, that I needed more brain power for. And in the evenings, I liked to do my drawing. It's about what you what you feel comfortable with and what works with you best to make sure you're getting the maximum output for your effort. And then when I got pregnant, I didn't realize how tired I'd be. Like I was tired all the time. I had like naps every two hours. Like, and I didn't really account for that. Like I knew, okay, so I've got to start working in a maternity leave because when you're working for yourself, you've got to try and factor that in because you can't expect to like start working as soon as you come home from the hospital kind of thing. Like you need a little bit of a break to adjust, to work out what's happening, to work out what your baby's like. Every baby is different as well. What I've heard from other mums. So you need to work out just to get to know your child and have that time of just you two. And also with your husband as well, like to work out how you're going to work as a family and that kind of thing. So maternity leave like is really important. And it's really important to factor that time in. And however long you want it to be, I sort of factored in two months, but it didn't end up being two months. It ended up only being like two weeks because (laughs) I just wanted to carry on doing my work anyway. But I had two weeks off specifically commissions and, but I filled my time with other things, but I'll get to that in a minute. It was um, really surprising how tired I was to begin with in my pregnancy that's something I didn't really account for so I had to like really think about okay so this is my backlog of commissions I've got to get this done before the baby comes and then I really had to start prioritizing what was important obviously the commissions were important that was like the utmost importance to complete those on time for my customers 
you always want to keep your customers happy. Anything else is extra, really, like website maintenance, social media marketing, weekly newsletter writing and things like that. That's all like nice to have, do it when I have a spare minute kind of thing. But yeah, so I just, I really concentrated hard on getting these commissions done. So I was just drawing all day, every day when I wasn't sleeping (laughs) and resting because you just get so tired and sometimes you're not asleep, but you just want to just sit and watch something or eat something because you also get really hungry. (laughs) And as you get bigger, it's harder to eat because the baby takes up so much space in your body. Like it just, it moves all of your organs up, doesn't it? Have you ever seen one of those diagrams? It's crazy how much space the baby takes up. Yeah, Um, I'm not quite there yet. I have like a bump and whatnot, but it doesn't, I haven't like felt the like really uncomfortableness yet. So mm -hmm. tell me all about it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's sort of like, I guess from seven months onwards, you start to get a lot bigger. And I think the baby grows exponentially from there as well. Like they start doubling every month. They're like doubling in weight. The good thing about here in France is that you have a scan every month. So every month I got to see a scan and the heartbeat to make sure everything was okay. So that was like a really nice reassurance that everything was okay and she was growing well and she was healthy. So that again sort of helped me mentally because when you're pregnant, there's just so many things you can worry about, let alone trying to do your business as well. So it was nice to have that reassurance while being pregnant, while trying to run my business, that everything's okay. And I just have to concentrate on getting my business to a point where I can take a break. So that was the priority for me at the time. And yes, I was getting my commissions done and trying to work in a maternity leave. The other thing was it's hard to reach the desk when you get to a certain size. (laughs) That's another thing I didn't quite account for. I spoke to Natalie Dark. I don't know if you know her. She's a color pencil artist. Incredible work. She does like really beautiful still lifes. And I spoke to her before I had my baby. So while I was pregnant, because she just had her little boy. And she was saying how it was really difficult for her to reach her desk. So she stopped like a few months before. Like she had to stop drawing. She couldn't reach her desk anymore. She couldn't physically draw anymore. So she had to stop drawing before her son was born. And so that was something I was trying to account for as well. It's like, okay, so if I've only got like this amount of time, so it's no longer nine months. It's now like eight months, then seven months. It's like, okay, so now I've got seven months to finish everything. So it really does make you think about, you know, the parts of your business that are actually important and what you want to achieve and just to concentrate on those because it's very easy to get lost in TikTok and Instagram and, oh, no, I've got to do a post today. Is that post going to help you with, you know, your bigger goals, your bigger artistic goals? Like if it's making a sale, is it going to help you make a sale? Are you guaranteed to make that sale if you do all that effort to do that post, you know? So you just got to really think about that. And especially when you have the child, you just, you don't have time. (laughs) So the pregnancy was a really good, like, dry run, I guess. And it slowly gets you into the zone of thinking about yourself more, prioritizing your health, prioritizing you mentally, physically. You know, you can't physically draw and paint or like, you know, around oil paints and things like that. You've got to just take care of yourself a little bit more than you would have if you weren't pregnant. And then again, when you've got the baby, you've got to still take care of yourself even more than even more then because you want to be a good mom and you want to be 100 percent and you can't 
if you're completely exhausted and you're doing half and half all the time, it just, it doesn't work. So yeah, so things like that, being too big, being too tired, you've got to factor into your planning. But it really was a lovely experience. I loved being pregnant. It was so, that's what I miss being pregnant. Didn't like the birth part, but the pregnancy was really lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Okay. I, you know, I didn't even think about that because I, I do more murals. So I'm like, okay, there's going to be a point in time where I can't really climb a ladder, but I didn't Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really think about not being able to touch the 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 table. That's both hilarious. You and come really far out, especially when you're like a few weeks before you're due. So your stomach starts going way more full. It's really weird. It's like, so it can come really far, always like arm length, and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? I can't reach anything. I love that. So I am I still stuck on. So you accounted for about two months of leave after she was born. And then you went back to drawing after about two weeks. So that's, I am very curious about that because we're both very ambitious and we like, we love our jobs. And so I'm very curious about my own. I'm like, am I going to want to go back after a couple of weeks? Or am I going to want to go back after six months? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm accounting for four months, which okay. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that I might be like you and I'm like, I'll just paint a little bit, you know, here. Yeah. And there. So tell me more about that. You know, it's good to account for maternity leave. It's super important that you don't have that pressure. I feel like that's more what the maternity leave accounting for that is, is that you don't have the pressure to have deadlines to make sure that, you know, you're doing, you've got more things to do when you're trying to take care of your baby and you're trying to take care of yourself. And you're also trying to do normal things like cook dinner, have breakfast. These are things that actually become a chore when you're also trying to take care of a baby. It's really difficult. There's so many times where I've forgotten to eat, like until like four o'clock in the afternoon, because it's like change nappies, feed, but play, change nappies, feed, but play. And you just forget that you need to do something too. So the maternity leave really is just to take out any stress. And if you want to go back to drawing and painting, that's more of like a you thing help you unwind after a long day with the baby and so you don't lose yourself because I was finding that it's so repetitive there's there's just constant repetitive tasks especially when they're a newborn they don't do very much they just mainly sleep all the time they sleep they wake up they want to eat they go back to sleep they don't actually do very much so you can actually have more time than you think to do things that you want to do to like ease yourself Again, still easing yourself out of working every day. It took me quite a long time to stop working every day because I was just so used to it. Like I've been doing it for five years. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I still needed that time. I think after she was born, like I was in the hospital for a few days. They observe you here in France. They're really good here in France. I'm really pleased that I had my baby here. So I was there for four days. I came home. I had a few days of just her. I was recovering because I had a C-section, so I couldn't really get out of bed and move very much either. So I had to account for that. Like I knew I was having a C-section, which is helpful. So then you know when the baby's coming and then you can sort of plan for what you need to do and how you can prepare for it. So a few weeks after I was recovering, I could move around. She was sleeping a lot. So I just started drawing again because I could. I'd sleep, sometimes I'd sleep with her because she was having a nap, I'd be tired. 
And then sometimes when she was sleeping, I'd just hold her in my arm and then I would just draw or paint or do anything that I wanted to do. And I think as a new mum, it's really important to start thinking about yourself a little bit more because it's very easy to get lost in just taking care of someone and for your mental health as well. Just doing something for myself, even if it was just for like 10 minutes and then I went to go get some breakfast or something like that. Those 10 minutes were mine. It was my thing. It was my passion. It, it's what I've decided to do my career about, what I've based my life around. And it's really important to not lose that when you've got a child because you don't have to lose it. You don't have to completely stop everything when you've got a baby. You can if you want to, but ideally, to be the best you and the best mum for your child, don't lose yourself. Like, keep doing things for you. Keep showing, especially to show your child, like, this is my thing. This is what I'm passionate about. And then that, that might show them and help them discover what they love and what they're passionate about. Because if you're just there all day, catering for their every need, they don't see anything else outside of that. So my daughter sees me drawing cats and dogs and she's always like so fascinating she loves dogs so I was making dog sounds when I'm drawing and things like that so but I like that she gets to see that side of me like because that's me that I'm, I'm not just a mom I'm an artist and that's what I've chosen to do with my life so it was really important for me to just try and factor these little bits in I love that so how old is she right now and do you have help or are you is it just you and her at home how is life right now so she's six months and two weeks and now I don't have help. It's just me and my husband at home. We both work from home. And that's also the main reason why I became an artist and why I wanted to work for myself is because I didn't want to need things like nannies and stuff like that. I didn't want to put my child into nursery or daycare like from a very early on because I had to go back to work. I wanted the flexibility and I wanted the choice because I'm having this child. So I want to be there for them. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's why it was my main priority to get my business to the stage where I could take paternity leave. And I had the option to step back a little bit. I can't take on as much work as I used to, but I factored that in. So I used to complete, you know, four to five commissions a month. Now it's two, maybe three, depending on the size. But that's fine because that's my capacity. That's what I'm able to do. So I'm still doing what I love. And I'm still providing for my family, but I'm also able to take care of my daughter. And that was really important to me. And also as she's growing, she needs different things. So when she was a newborn, she slept all the time. So it gave me the opportunity to work out what I was doing, how I felt, how she was, understanding that relationship, and then factoring in my business around it. So when the newborns, um, like if you're breastfeeding, then it's like every hour they need to feed or something like that. But then if you're bottle feeding, it's every three hours. So every three hours, you're up and alert and doing something. And that kind of broken sleep can make you very, very tired. So I hadn't slept through the night until she was about five months. So it's like five months of only sleeping a maximum of three hours. That's really difficult. That's something I didn't realize. Like, because everyone's like, yes, you're going to be tired. But you don't realize how tired. Because normally if you've had like a long day and you're really tired and you get to sleep eight hours or 12 hours or whatever you think. But no, you only get to sleep two hours. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like the tiredness is going to be my main struggle of everything because I am like a eight, nine hours of sleep kind of gal every night. Okay. So it took you about five months. Do you feel like you have more time now that she's six months or when she was sleeping more? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So when she was sleeping more, I could do a lot more. So I had the choice of like nap with her or do some work and she'd sleep at like three hours at a time. So it gives you the mental capacity to be like, okay, I can sit down and do a three hour block of drawing and then she's going to wake up and then I'll do the, start the routine again of changing and feeding and all that kind of stuff. So I sort of knew According to my schedule, what was happening, our midwife told us to make sure you schedule her basically from birth. You do a proper bedtime routine and morning routine so the baby understands from birth when it's nighttime and when it's morning, the difference between nap and nighttime. And that's been really helpful because if you do it from birth, like you do a routine like a bath, a song, a book or whatever, and then put them to bed and you put them to bed in their cot versus a nap which is when you just rock them to sleep or put them in their pram or in a Moses basket while it's still daylight then they start to understand the difference between night and day and then that really helps as they get older and then they can help they understand that they need to sleep through the night when it's dark that's when they have their longer nap and then when it's light they have shorter naps so I think that's what's helped her sleep through the night so early because some babies don't sleep through the night at six months even or seven months or eight months like it can be quite difficult and it does depend on the child she's just a very sleepy person so I'm very lucky in that respect but it has been sort of easy and helpful to get her to sleep through the night so I put her down at the moment it's been I put her down at 6 p.m she doesn't wake up till 6 a.m so I know I've got that time to do my own thing, to have dinner with my husband, to do my drawing. I work until about 1am and then I go to sleep and then she wakes up at six and then the day starts again. But because she sleeps 12 hour nights, she has very short naps of only 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. So I really can't do much in that time. In that time, I have to feed myself or put on a wash or things like that, like normal house stuff. So I don't get much time during the day anymore to do any of my business so I do leave it all to the night but that's okay because she sleeps so long so I can I can work six hours if I want to so it's almost like how it was before it's just I now have to be a night owl instead of a morning person yeah okay just so being being flexible and yeah this is all this Mm. is all great information do you have any (laughs) more mom hacks or even things that I should buy before this baby comes shooting out of me (laughs) (laughs) okay so I've got some mom hacks for you so especially for also other other new moms or moms wanting to get back into their art I've really found it useful to sort of do progress over perfection so if you want to do like you know, you just want to finish off something or you want to get back into drawing or in painting, set up your area. If you've got space in your home, set up your easel, your drawing board, anything that you're using and have it set up all the time. Never put it away and just leave it set up. So if you get a spare five minutes, 10 minutes, anything that you can find during the day, you can just go and you can just do a little bit. And that really, really helps. You're not like, confining yourself to oh if I can't finish this painting I'm not going to bother starting it it will just happen that you'll never have time to finish a painting in one go like that just won't happen 
But if you just think, okay, I'm just going to start it or I'm just going to put the base layer on the canvas or some sort of little goal like that, that'll really help you feel like you're making progress, like you're still doing your thing, like you're still doing things towards your art, building your skill levels. And it's not taking that much time because because being a new mum, it is tiring and you don't necessarily have time as much as you used to to do your business. But just taking those five or 10 minutes, just go to your drawing desk, scribble something, do something, and then it's done. Like, and that's 10 minutes is way better than like an hour once a month. (laughs) 10 minutes a day, yeah, is better than an hour once a month. So it just accumulates like that. And also to focus on your goals, like if you want, you can use the time to get better in your medium. So I've actually started doing oil painting now. So I've started doing oil painting tutorials with the new Masters Academy. I don't know if you know that. It's like a subscription thing. And, oh, man, it's so good. There's just anything you've ever wanted to know about any medium is on there. And it's all taught by incredibly inspiring people. Like one of the guys, we used to work for Disney and things like that. They're like, they're really high up people that you can, you know, look at and be inspired by. So currently I'm learning to do portraits and mixing colors and using oil paints and things like that because it's something I've always wanted to do but I always just put my business I guess in in uh, as a priority and thought no I've just got to do commissions I've just got to do portraits but now I'm having a little bit more time I've, I've got my commissions in the evenings when my baby's asleep and then during the day I like to go on the balcony when she's having her little 30 minute naps and then I do a little quick painting a little quick study a little a little color mix. And it's just been really nice to do something different, to do something for myself, something that's not towards my business. So I've got no pressure to like get it perfect or get it right or, oh, it's for a client. It has to be, you know, amazing. It's just for me and it's just something to learn and to feel like I'm developing even though I'm not having as much time as I used to. So Yeah, I do really think it's important just to have a space set up where you can just go anytime you have a free minute and just to do something is so much better than doing nothing. I love that. Yeah, I can see myself sneaking off to my studio just to put like paint one little thing like a cloud Mm. or whatnot, or even like taking him with me. I'm like envisioning it and be like, okay, do you just sleep right there? I'm going to just do this little thing real quick. Okay. Yeah. So in that situation, I'd have like, especially when they're small up to six months, have a Moses basket or like a pram that has like a Moses basket section and then they can sleep in it. I have her or I had her. She's too big now. I had her in the pram and it's sort of like a Moses basket pram basically that you can push around and I just pushed her around the apartment. (laughs) So like I pushed her to my desk, she'd be asleep and then I'd draw, oh, I need to go to the kitchen, push her in the kitchen. (laughs) So I never left her alone because I don't have one of those, you know, video things to, to watch them. But I just pushed her around the apartment, like wherever I needed to go, which is the useful thing about being in a one bed with even flooring, <laughs> is that you can just push them around everywhere, wherever you need to go. Just, oh, I'm going to sit down over here now and put the baby there. So then you can always keep an eye on them and things like that. And yes, yeah, so to have have somewhere they can sleep, especially when they're small. And then as they get bigger and they want to do more, some sort of play mat would be really good to have in your studio with lots of things that they can play with. They won't be on there for very long because <laughs> especially when they start trying to crawl, the first thing they want to do is to get off the play mat. 
you like right sit there and then you turn around and then she's gone is that okay <laughs> so she she's not quite crawling yet she's doing like soldier like crawling on the floor on her stomach kind of situation but she's still like just off she's so fast so you gotta you just gotta keep your eye on them when they start moving but that's not really until maybe three or four months they start flipping over so you just gotta watch that they're not flipping onto something or flipping off something and yeah up to three months they're just asleep it's actually quite easy with a newborn because they sleep most of the time and then it starts like okay they're doing more stuff they're taking more time from you because they need more from you and that's fine like it's it's a really lovely and exciting journey to see them develop and grow like I can't believe it's already been six months (laughs) it's gone so fast and I'm so glad that I'm here experiencing it like I get to see all of her first and experience all of her first because I've chosen to be an artist and have this flexible career and I'm just so pleased that I've done that I love that. Uh, okay, get a basket to move him around in and mm. just have carry him everywhere with me. Like, yeah. I, I, that's funny because that's something I wouldn't even think about because I think about, you know, setting them down and picking them up. And I, but I wouldn't think of having, I, I think of a stroller outside, but mm. I don't think of a, like a moving basket inside. So that mm. is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Like, I feel like, you know, a reason that I've been hustling for so long and working so hard is to have that, you know, that end goal Mm. in mind to be able to have the freedom to start a family and not have to go back. Because in the United States, we have to go back after six weeks of go go back to work. Yeah, I have a bunch of friends and it's just heartbreaking seeing them going back to work. And they're just like, in my opinion, you shouldn't have to leave your baby at six weeks in order to... Then they start getting interesting after that. They're asleep for the first six weeks of their life. (laughs) Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm also glad you said that it was, e- I mean, easy-ish in, in the first while because they sleep so much. I, I also mm. have that view. So I'm glad that you you say that, that, that as well. So I'm yeah, just I so think, excited. <laughs> I think evolutionary speaking, it's supposed to be easy when they're first born because the mum needs to rest so much. So the baby's not supposed to need so much from you. I think that's sort of, I guess, how it's worked. And that makes sense because you need to rest, you need to sleep, you need because you're getting up every three hours maximum, really, sometimes every hour if you're breastfeeding because they they eat a lot more often. So you need that time, you need to sleep. So it's really important to factor that in for yourself to make sure that you're not pressuring yourself to go back too early or to be like, oh, I've got to get that piece done. Just think, okay, you can get it done tomorrow. If you're tired, just sit down and rest and enjoy your baby and enjoy your life and what you're doing right now in the moment and try not to put any more pressure on yourself than you probably already have because you will get a thing called mum guilt. Everybody talks about it. Like I've got a a community of mums that I meet up with every Friday, which has been really lovely and super helpful just to talk about being a mum, baby hacks, mum hacks all that kind of stuff. You learn these things with mums doing it as well for the first time. And it's really useful to have people that are going through the same thing at the same time. You know, you can get those insights and talk to them about it, just like how we're talking about it now, I suppose. But with those people, you know, all day, every day, just whenever you, oh, I got a question about this, or how do you feed your baby this, or that kind of thing. It's just, it's just super useful. 
yeah, your brain will also turn to mush slightly. <laughs> when they call it mum brain, that is a thing as well, because you just don't remember stuff anymore. Because your brain has started to evolve and you start hearing things you never really hear before. And like you have that thing of when you're in the shower, I think the pitch of water sounds very similar to the pitch of a baby cry which is when mums in the shower always say, oh my God, the baby's crying because they think they're they're crying when they're in the shower. I think it's because it's it's very similar pitch. There's just a higher frequency you can hear when you're a new mum because your brain is changing and it's developing for all these new skills that you need. But it's just very weird. It's like, like, I can't remember what they call it, like ghost crying or ghost baby or something like that like you just hear it every time you're in the shower like I know she's not crying it's not her she's asleep my husband's got her I can have a nice shower without stressing out (laughs) and then mom guilt as well like you will feel guilty anytime you want to do something for yourself you'll feel like oh no but I should be doing something with my baby and it's normal and it's yeah everybody feels like that but you just got to think logically and think you know actually this is my time now. My baby's asleep. She's had, I've given her everything she needs. Her priorities are taken care of. All her needs are done. Now I need to do something for me so I can be the best person for her. So I can be, you know, my best self. And it's really important to think that way because your hormones can really take over and do a number on you. And I just try and like constantly tell myself, no, I'm doing enough. My husband does it to me as well. He's like, no, you're doing enough. You're doing really well today. Well done. You know, and you just need that feedback because it can be like the end of the day, you're exhausted. She's been crying because she's teething and it's not your fault. You're doing everything you can to help her and soothe her. And she's just uncomfortable. That's just the thing. But it can really get to you and make you feel like you're doing a bad job. But it's really important to remember, no, it's not you. It's just a normal thing. Don't feel guilty about it. Just, you know, do everything you can to help soothe her. She's going to go to sleep in a minute. And then you can sit down and rest and just have that time, that that mental, you know, takeaway and time out. So, yeah, it's really important just, just to remember the difference between your hormones and your actual brain. <laughs> Yes, I have a bunch of friends who are warning me about that. They're like, don't lose yourself. Don't like your hormones are crazy around that time. And I can talk myself down pretty easily now. I'm wondering what it's going to be like there. But just hearing you say that and hearing them say that, that your hormones go crazy. It just remind now. Now I'm just taking mental notes to remind myself when it happens. Oh, no, no, this is normal. It's okay. And that way I don't go crazy, hopefully, because I am. I have a really tight knit group of about well, six or seven girlfriends and there's oh, about 13 kids between all of them. And I oh, am the nice. last one to have kids. So <laughs> it's really nice to have, and some have like three. And so it's really nice to hear all the, all the different stories of all the different you know, boys and girls and different times. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that having, you know, having that support system is great. And I'm really glad mm. that you have it. And I think you are doing an amazing job, not just saying oh, thank you. it looks, yeah, you're, you're keeping up with things. You're, you know, you're raising a beautiful baby girl. And I am so glad that you, even you took the time to come on here and talk to me about it and I think that's yeah. just awesome you're still you're still very organized which gives me hope <laughs> yeah no it, it really does help you rethink things and think about your priorities and not just like business priorities but life priorities like what are you trying to achieve and it can be so easy to get swept up into the day-to-day things of your art business 
like getting out this email, talking to this customer, finishing this mission, and it just goes on and on and on. And then you figure, okay, so what was my big goal? Why did I become an artist? And having her has made me really think about what I want to do. And like, I I really feel like I want to leave this legacy and I want her to be inspired, um, not just by me, but by my work. And maybe I can like use my art to change the world or leave the world like a better place for her in some way and if I can do that I feel like I'd be really helping her and helping you know the way she sees things and maybe opportunities that she wants to have like that's sort of how I'm thinking now how my art can be I'm not just thinking gotta get the next portrait done or gotta get the next commission in I'm thinking more of a bigger perspective which is something I never really did before it was all about like the hustle and doing the next thing and thinking about the next income stream but now I'm just thinking about it as a whole like you know what am I trying to leave behind what am I trying to create here and what can I do to make sure that she's inspired and she's proud of me and she feels like that she can do anything that she wants to do and that's really important to me to help her feel that way I love that. Yeah. It's, I can relate to the hustle mode and stuff. I'm not quite in the whole leaving a legacy type thing, but I'm interested to see if I'll go there too. Cause I hear that, I hear that a lot with a lot of moms. They're like, you're just, your reason for working changes a bit, but I'm excited about all the new things. Yeah. So that's about all I had. That's all really I know to ask. Um, Thank you. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Really? You had, you packed a school with so much stuff. Thank you. Yeah. There's just so many things. Like I could probably go forever to be honest. Cause like, cause you sort of learn as you go as well. Like if you've just started an art business or you're just starting to sell your artwork, you're learning as you go. And with being a mum as well, you're learning as you go. Every baby's different. Every situation's different. Every mum is different. So it's important to not compare yourself too much. Just like, you know, when you're an artist, not to compare your artwork with other people's. Don't compare yourself with other mums. Don't compare your baby with other babies. Everybody's different. Everybody learns at different paces and babies grow in different ways and they need different things. So just take it one day at a time and it's going to be the most lovely experience ever. (laughs) And just be really kind to yourself. Really understand that it is a hard thing and it's a massive, like life-changing, impactful thing that you're about to go through. So really make sure that you're kind to yourself, you're understanding. And if you need more than four months maternity leave, then do it, you know. Just make sure that you're being kind to yourself and you're doing what you need to do to be a good person, to be a better person and to be a better mum for your baby. So yeah. that's that's what I have to say, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to continue to watch your motherhood journey. And if I have any questions about art and business and combining them with motherhood, I will likely (laughs) reach out to you. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. That would be lovely. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day, getting as much work and playtime as you can. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your holiday as well. Thanks for that. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. And if you like hearing interviews just like this in your ear, if they inspire you, then I want to encourage you to go download the Audible version of my new book, 
mural money. It's a condensed version of basically all of the best of the best tips given here on the podcast from guests, plus my own words of wisdom to help you get started in any art industry, plus stories of some hard lessons learned that I have never told before. You can pick up a copy at muralmoney.com. And again, I highly recommend the Audible version. I put a lot of tender love and care to make sure the Audible was extra special. It had some extra goodness in there. And it's really for any artist, but especially those wanting to make a profit from a paintbrush. Muralmoney.com. That's it. I'll see you next week.